This is hour number three of the John and Leah Show. This is the program where we talk about the news of the week, the events of our often bizarre lives, and where we provide you with a three-hour oasis of entertaining rationality in the increasingly boring desert of insanity, which is the American cultural and political landscape. My name is John Ziegler. My co-host is Leah Brandon. A, a good Memorial Day to you. I do want to talk a little bit about Memorial Day and how the definition of sacrifice has dramatically changed in an incredibly short period of time in this country, Leah. I think you're going to agree with that, um, plus a bunch of other things in the last hour of the program. But first, I just want to um, follow up on this um, media story involving a Katie Couric and the very, very deceptively edited anti-gun documentary and here she is dead to rights as dead to rights as you can be busted and 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 it's you know it makes a pretty big splash in the conservative media but the rest of the news media basically ignores it because oh you know and their attitude is is this well you know it's just a documentary it's not a you know it's not a major release movie and katie's one of us she's part of the club even though she's not a as strong and good, as, you know, as, as important a member as she used to be. But we've we got fond memories of her, and we feel some loyalty to her. And, and oh, by the way, they're on the, the correct side of the issue. So let's let's not make a big deal out of this. There's well, always they a- agree that the gun activists are the ones that are really causing the mass shooting, so they're fine with it. Right. I mean, and of course, if the shoe was ever on the other foot, if that ever happened to a, the conservative, their career would be over. They, yes. they, they, they would be over. There would be no way they could ever do anything remotely close to a mainstream production. They would be ostracized. They, they would, you, you would Google them, and this is all you would know about them for, forever, is that they deceptively edited a documentary. This will <laughs> not be all you ever know about Katie Couric. Because, again, the way the media works is when they like you, you know, they'll they might just report something very briefly and move on uh, just to cover their own asses. Uh, but if they don't like you, if they disagree with you, it's decapitation. And, you know, this goes back to what I always say about the news media. It's not what gets reported. It's what gets repeated. And when when something is repeated, it's got venom. I mean, that's what that's what that's what happens when a conservative steps in it. When a liberal steps in it, eh. Yeah, yeah, let's move on. Not, yeah, big deal. Not, not that big of a deal. You know, and, and, and frankly, as you said, not only do they agree with it, but they feel like, well, you know what? Their heart was in the right place. So yeah. therefore, the tactics don't really matter. That, in fact, in fact, in a, in a weird way, they have respect for it. Like, oh, good effort. Good effort. You know, you know, you, you got You're fighting the good fight. And, you, you know, it's just a shame because, you know, sometimes you, you go over the line just but it's because your heart was in the right place. <laughs> the uh, other thing is, oh, darn, she got caught. We we haven't gotten caught this year, have we, guys? Well, that's <laughs> and, and you know what? I know you're somewhat joking, but I believe no, I'm not. <laughs> I believe this happens a lot. Um, yes. Maybe not to this degree. This was fairly dramatic. Uh, but, you know, based on my experience, I mean, these oh, people, yeah. they have no morals. They do not care. Media people do not care about the truth. The truth is not even part of the equation anymore. It, it, maybe it never ruled the day like we'd like to believe that it did, but it's not even a factor. Truth is not a factor. The only things that matter are, is this in my personal self-interest? And their personal self-interest is based on two things in most in, in, in most cases. 
their job security and or, you know, how much celebrity they're going to get out of it and or their political agenda. Those are the only two things that matter. Does it help me or protect me career wise? And does it forward my liberal agenda? And um, in this particular case, you know, obviously these the, the filmmakers thought, well, you know what, let's give it a shot. You know, this will this will make it good for the film. And then it probably helped. That's the most amazing part of this whole deal. This controversy probably helps that film because the left wing nut jobs are now more aware of it and they're going to want to see it. And they're the only ones that were going to see it anyway. Conservatives weren't going to go see this movie anyway. So it didn't matter. And then and, she'll win more big awards, and you can go get arrested. Well, I don't know. I think I'm done with that. <laughs> uh, um, but and by the way, this is this is not isolated. The same week, there's another controversy or scandal that's the media is downplaying dramatically involving NPR, and and, and this is really amazing. This might, in some ways, be more scandalous than what Katie Couric did because it's more symptomatic and involves direct payments. But basically, you know, trying to take a fairly complex story and make it as simple as possible. NPR got paid $100,000 to cover the the, the Iranian deal with the United States in a way that was pro-Obama administration. Now, that sounds like... There you go. That sounds sounds like hyperbole. It's not. I mean, it's it's an absolute fact. Uh, And, you know, and this week, by the way, NPR had to backtrack, basically... Admit they lied. That's what backtracking in this situation means. That's a nice way of putting it. NPR lied about never having, uh, for instance, canceled a guest on the who was against the Iran deal. Well, it turns out they did. And emails were put forward by a Republican congressman who asked to be on the program as a counterbalance to their incredibly one-sided pro-Obama administration coverage of this issue. And guess what? The emails show that they were going to have the guy on and then strike scheduling conflicts and maybe we can have you on at some other point. And shockingly, it never happened. And this Yes, is- but wait, wait, wait. NPR, they say that not having that counterpoint did not slant their coverage <laughs> in favor of the Obama administration's Iran deal at all. Really? Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I'm sure it's that. You know what? What's really amazing is it's what they say. They probably actually believe it. They, they do. And the, the, because and here in NPR is about the worst because there are zero conservatives at NPR and NPR doesn't even have, uh, you know, you know, they have a little bit of ratings pressure, but they have almost no ratings pressure. So so they're, you know, normally like. The network, the major networks at least have some semblance of rationality to appeal to a conservative demographic because they're part of the audience. NPR has none of that. No one to answer to. I mean, so so they have no ratings or almost no ratings accountability and there's no conservative in the room. So what happens is (laughs) here's what happens at NPR. One liberal turns to the other three liberals and goes, (laughs) Was this biased? Are we are we being fair here? And they all go, no, no this is so this is fair. This is straight down the middle. This is straight down the middle of us five liberals. That's the way they think. And, and, and there, so there's and I and I I know this. 
I mean, I, I know this. I've dealt with these people. My father is on several NPR boards, or has been. I don't know if he still is or not, on the national level. They, he, and, and they think of him as the right winger. He's he, he's no right winger, believe me. Um, you know, it's 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 amazing the, what the groupthink does on these situations. And groupthink has infested certainly NPR, if not most major media outlets but this is this is as clear cut as the katie couric situation but there will be no repercussions there will of be no accountability not. even when they get caught red-handed you know why? because it's accepted it's, it's accepted I, I think it's even worse than that i think in some circles of the left-wing media it's more than accepted it's preferred it's encouraged it's encouraged and preferred this is the good job you know what? We got you know you got caught on this one, but uh, let's move on and keep up the good work. Uh, it's and, and I'm telling you, folks, if there's nothing else you get out of the John Elias show, it's this is not a conspiracy theory. This is this is not hyperbole, not exaggeration, and it's not just political. It's in every element of the news media. It's fundamentally broken because you have you have a bunch of idiots. <laughs> being put under incredibly difficult time constraints with huge ratings pressure, all of whom think the same thing, and it's all liberal. When you have yes. that much garbage in, you're going to get massive garbage out. And every that's day. what the news all media day. is. All day, every day. It's nothing but garbage. <laughs> all right. Uh, when we come back, I want to talk a little bit. Um, well, you know what? Speaking of a media garbage story. I got to talk about something that happened in college football this week because I know okay. some people are interested in my opinion on it because of the whole Penn State thing. I'm talking about what happened at Baylor, and I have a direct connection to this. In fact, both of us have a direct connection to this story that I'm not even sure you realize. We'll, I don't. We'll talk about it when we come back on the John and Leah Show. If you ever have trouble sleeping, do yourself a favor, folks, and listen up. It might just change your life. I know it had a big impact on mine. I'm talking about using MyPillow. You may have seen MyPillow's owner, Mike Lindell, on their TV commercials. Well, MyPillow is fit just for you, the kind of sleeper you are, on your back or your side or how big or small you are. I love MyPillow, and my wife and daughter use theirs as well. Obviously, a good night's sleep is a life changer. And now's your chance to take advantage of this special offer. Buy one MyPillow and we'll give you one for your partner for free. Don't waste another night on bad sleep. Life's too short. Call 800-871-1827. That's 800-871-1827. Use the promo code JL for the John and Leah Show for your free pillow and start sleeping better right away. Call 800-871-1827 or go to MyPillow.com and be sure to use that promo code JL for two life-changing pillows made in America with a 10-year warranty, all for the price of one. That's MyPillow.com. Welcome back. This is the John and Leah Show. My name is John Ziegler. My co-host is Leah Brandon. Our website is freespeechbroadcasting.com, where you can check out each of the 22 different radio stations across this formerly great nation of ours, which carry this program on a weekly basis on Sunday nights. Uh, Leah, something happened in college football this week that I feel uh, obligated to discuss, at least in uh, brief, because it is being compared to the quote-unquote Penn State scandal, which right. I have been attached to for the past four and a half years, for better, for worse, mostly for worse. 
Um, and I'm referring to what happened at Baylor University out of Waco, Texas, Texas, where the head football coach there, Art Bryles, was fired, and the president of the university, Ken Starr, was demoted after it had been rumored he was going to be fired because they allegedly mishandled a series of sex abuse allegations against football players. Now, we don't really know what the hell the facts are, which doesn't seem to stop anybody from taking action anymore uh, because it's all about, you know, covering your own ass. And so if the media is on something or they might be on something, uh, especially in academia, it's all about covering your backside. And it doesn't matter who gets damaged in the in the short run. Uh, you know, even if they're innocent, it doesn't matter. Right. Uh, Lots of these turn out to be completely false. Well, we've seen it already. We saw it when in the University of Virginia and, and Duke yes. lacrosse. And I it's believe I've proven over it over and over. I believe I've proven it in Penn State. You can check that out at framingpaterno.com. But here's what I want to say about this. Two things. Uh, number one, the idea that Ken Starr made famous in the Clinton Lewinsky matter for going after Bill Clinton for his sex abuse. A guy who, I don't know if you remember this, Leah, but we brought We in, had him on the show. <laughs> we brought him in from Pepperdine University. We drove him, which we never did with a guest. We drove him to our studios at KFI in Los Angeles. And I did an hour and a half interview with the guy. And I, I believe it was the best interview that Ken Starr has ever done. Uh, about the, sure you do. well, I, I think it really was. It's not just because I did it. It was an amazing interview. I don't know if you remember anything about it, but it, you don't. You don't remember that interview? No, I definitely. I remember that we had Ken Starr in. I couldn't remember specific okay. parts of the interview. All right, well, here's the deal. All right, this guy, I, I have a really. I'm pretty good at being able to read people. This guy is incredibly naive, all right? He, I told him things he had no idea of that were happening in the middle of the Clinton Lewinsky situation. Very naive, very religious, very Christian, super nice guy, super nice. There is not a chance in the flipping world he knowingly enabled women getting raped by football players at Baylor. There's there zero chance, zero. I, I, don't, I don't even care what the facts are. There is no possible way that Ken Starr did that. So what really happened? My initial reading of this, based upon what's been reported, is that what really happened here is that Baylor misread their pyramid of political correctness protection that we often talk about in this program. Because in the pyramid of political correctness protection, they thought that due process for accused black college football players would have been near the top of that pyramid. Oh, no, 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 no. Black college football players do not go with other blacks at the top of the uh right the thing no. what's your football player uh uh-uh, you're out well that's exactly right they so they misread the pyramid of political correctness protection at the top of that pyramid is any accuser of sexual abuse regardless of how credible they are they must be believed just ask hillary clinton unless of course they're making an accusation against her husband then not so much the reality here seems to me and again i don't know whether or not abuse occurred I don't know if rapes happened, but it seems to me that Baylor's mistake was they actually protected the due process too much instead of just accepting these allegations as automatically true. And throwing them in prison. Exactly. Which (laughs) It's damned if you do, damned if you don't. They're totally screwed no matter what. Although that was probably bad terminology. All right. uh, More when we come back on the John and Leah Show on the Free Speech Broadcasting Network. 
If you ever have trouble sleeping, do yourself a favor, folks, and listen up. It might just change your life. I know it had a big impact on mine. I'm talking about using MyPillow. You may have seen MyPillow's owner, Mike Lindell, on their TV commercials. Well, MyPillow is fit just for you, the kind of sleeper you are, on your back or your side or how big or small you are. I love MyPillow, and my wife and daughter use theirs as well. Obviously, a good night's sleep is a life changer. And now's your chance to take advantage of this special offer. Buy one MyPillow, and we'll give you one for your partner for free. Don't waste another night on bad sleep. Life's too short. Call 800-871-1827. That's 800-871-1827. Use the promo code JL for the John and Leah Show for your free pillow and start sleeping better right away. Call 800-871-1827 or go to MyPillow.com and be sure to use that promo code JL for two life-changing pillows made in America with a 10-year warranty, all for the price of one. That's MyPillow.com. This is the John and Leah Show. My name is John Ziegler. My co-host is Leah Brandon. Our website is freespeechbroadcasting.com. I hope you're having a good Memorial Day weekend. It is now officially Memorial Day on the East Coast, although not where I am and not where you are yet officially. Uh, you're in Alabama. Not yet. I am in uh, Southern California. Uh, but I do want to take uh, at least uh, one segment, maybe two, to talk about Memorial Day. Uh, obviously, this is a day we're supposed to remember and, and honor those who died in service of our country, which we don't do nearly enough. I'm amazed that we live in a country where people are still willing to potentially sacrifice their lives for this country based upon how much things have changed. I, I really am. I, I am stunned that especially among younger people, based upon the value system that I perceive most young people to have, um, that we are still able to get anybody to volunteer to be part of the U.S. military. Uh, are are you? Their are you? Family, I think. What's that? I think it's because of their family. Well, I, I think what you're implying, and tell me if I'm wrong, is that one of the more untold realities of the U.S. military is that. A humongous percentage, I don't know what it is, but an overwhelming percentage of U.S. military members come from rural America now, as opposed to urban America, uh, where there's a completely different value system. I think um, religion plays an important role in this. I think there's probably a very strong correlation between being Christian and being uh, a man, you know, strong. Love of God and country. Right. I think that plays a, a huge role in it. Um, but, it, you know, it still amazes me. I mean, I, I'm, I am awestruck that, that we're still able to find enough people who are willing to. And, of course, there's a difference. There is a, an important theoretical difference between, between potentially endangering your life for your country and, and literally giving up your life for your country. Those are, those are two different things because no one volunteers for the military knowing they're going to die or anticipating they're going to die or, you know, in most cases not wanting to die, obviously. Uh, but still, you know, you're, you're putting yourself at risk and you're willing to at least theoretically make that sacrifice. And that's a remarkable thing, especially in this day and age where no one is willing to sacrifice anything. And that's really what I want right. to talk, talk about here. Because 
of all the many things that have changed dramatically in this country in a fairly short amount of time, I don't think that there's anything that has altered more dramatically than what the definition of sacrifice is. I, I mean, Sacrifice being without a cell phone for a minute. Yeah, that's a pretty darn good way to put it. I mean, that's what we consider sacrifice today is an absolute joke in comparison to obviously the founding of this country, but even 30, 40, 50 years ago. I mean, my gosh, mm -hmm. the World War II depression generation. I mean, you got to be kidding me with regard to what the definition of sacrifice was then as a comparison to now. Now, part of it, by the way, part of it is good. I'm not, you know, I think it's important to acknowledge that things have gotten so good, some might say too good, that we have no sense of sacrifice at all because even our poor people are walking around with cell phones now. That's and, right. I mean, so we don't, we are not forced to sacrifice anything. But let's go through the progression here. I mean, when, when this country was founded, I mean, and who knows? I'm, 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 I'm skeptical of anything we read in history now, and anything that because I just don't trust the news media. But unless so, it's actually in a book that was written. <laughs> At the time, <laughs> but, yes. but anyway, you my, cannot trust it. Well, anyway, my point is, I, I, I'm somewhat skeptical of these famous quotes. But I mean, our founders, you know, give me liberty or give me death. I, I regret I only have one life to give for my country. You know, yes. we all hang together. We hang separately. I mean, the, the reality is, no matter how you slice it, that our founders knew that there was a hell of a good chance they were going to die for what they were fighting for. Absolutely, and, and and our sol the soldiers in in new, numerous wars in the history of this country, there was a very very good chance they were not only going to die, but they were going to die hideous, horrible, incredibly painful deaths. Because when you know, frankly, you know, I mean, the Civil War being the worst example. I mean, you know, when you died in the Civil War, it was usually horrendous. It wasn't yes. an instantaneous death. Uh, because you know it was one of those situations where, where the military technology had not quite evolved enough to kill people efficiently enough, uh, so it was it was horrendous and horrific from a from every possible standpoint. But yet people were willing to risk their lives and put their lives on the line for what they believed in their lives. Not again, not just their lives, but potentially hor horrific pain in the process of dying. Now that was. That was a sacrifice that millions of Americans were willing to make. And and they seemingly made it without a lot of uh, consternation or difficulty. I mean, if, you know, if you if you believe the narrative of, of that era, that they did it because they believed in it, because the principle of the matter mattered to them, that, that they couldn't live with themselves if they didn't make that sacrifice because there were certain elements, certain things, certain principles, certain concepts that were important enough that you, your honor demanded that you put yourself on the line and, if need so, die for those concepts. Yes. Uh, and, again, I'm sure that some of that is exaggerated in hindsight, but there's no question that that was the basic reality. Now, I live, you know, today, obviously we all live today, but, but my point is I'm 49 years old. And I think in my 49 years I've seen a dramatic shift in this in in this concept of what sacrifice is because when i was taught mostly by my mother as i've talked many times before my mother had an enormous impact on me my father was working ridiculous hours i was the first of uh, four kids 
And my mother was a very, very principled, principled person, uh, almost to a fault. And she really, you know, brought me up with, that, with those concepts in mind. And one of those concepts is if there's something you believe in and it's worth fighting for, then that might require some sacrifice. And what I mean by sacrifice is, you know, you might suffer. You, you, you might actually have to incur some sort of damage for whatever it is that you're fighting for that you believe in, whether, you know, right versus wrong, I, ideally and obviously. If you believe something is right, you, you may have to sacrifice for that belief. And, and luckily, because we won World War II, it was very unlikely that any of those sacrifices that I was going to be forced to make from my principles was going to involve me dying or, or, or right. incurring, you know, a loss of a limb or a horrific pain. Mostly what I was you know, anticipating in those situations is someone might not like me or, <laughs> right. I, or I might lose I might lose a job. Right, I might lose a job or a friend or or, a, a, you know, but I won't not get invited to the cool people's party or, you know, things that, OK, you know, they're a pain in the ass. It's not the, it's not the ideal. Um, and they might might hurt financially or, uh, you know, might hurt socially, whatever. But if something was worth fighting for, if something if you believed in it, to me, that was that's like, OK, that's just expected. That's what you do. I mean, why would I? Why would I be afraid to do what I think was right, to fight for what I think was right, simply because someone's not going to like me? Uh, I might lose some money over it? Seriously? I mean, so, and, and, and frankly, Leah, I don't know if I think you're going to agree with me. I think we've now gotten to the point where the definition of sacrifice has gone from the founding of the country, where are you willing to put your life down for what you believe in, to now today... And I've seen it firsthand with some very high-profile, prominent, and well-regarded people who they consider sacrifice potentially having their reputations damaged. That, that to, to not be seen in public by people they don't even know, to be seen as, as, as esteemed or to be as liked as they but, were previously, that is not only a sacrifice, it's too much of a sacrifice. Now, I mean, I think John Roberts and his Obama ruling, where he a, basically rewrote you know, that's uh, an interesting, Obamacare, I think that's the prime example of what you're talking that's about. That's a great example. That is a great example. I have not really thought about that. But here's a situation where John Roberts, had he stood on principle, would have eliminated Obamacare. By, yes. any, by any measure... He had every authority and every right to do so based upon his his beliefs uh, in the Constitution and in and the judiciary. And yet he went out of his way to make sure that Obamacare survived. Why? Seemingly because he was afraid of the criticism and he was afraid of the criticism that the court would take. As if yes. as if criticism itself is too is much. not a good thing. Right. Well, that's that's <laughs> the other part of this equation. I mean, I've always felt like. If you're not getting criticized, you must not stand for anything. Because, Correct. Because uh, if you know if you're not getting criticized, you know, then um, I'm sorry, you haven't you you clearly are a wuss, especially in this day and age where people get criticized for 
for anything that's not popular. So that's a really great example, Leah. But but you see where I'm going with this, right? I do. I mean, I do. and this this impacts everything. It goes way, way beyond just what we are honoring today on Memorial Day, which is incredibly important as to whether or not we have people who are willing and able to sacrifice their lives for the betterment of our country, the protection of our freedoms. Because those our freedoms, our liberties are never been more imperiled in some ways. And, and we're doing it to ourselves. It's yeah, not coming from the outside. Ab- absolutely correct. A hundred percent correct. Um, and and so, you know, the idea, I guess the in, in conjunction with this dumbing down of the definition of sacrifice is also the dumbing down of the definition of courage. I mean, what people consider to be courageous today is pathetic. Well, the person formerly known as Bruce Jenner. Yeah, thank you. You've come up with two fantastic examples. Yes, in our day and age now, you get (laughs) awards for courage for dressing up like a girl when you're actually a man. Can you imagine that? Can you imagine our founding fathers no. who put their livelihoods, their reputations, their 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 fortunes all on the line, and now we're living in a country. So they, so they built a country where one day someone could get an award for courage. Olympic gold medalists could get an award for courage. For, for playing dress up. For playing dress up with, with taking some hormone injections but keeping their penis. That's I mean, correct. I, I, what? <laughs> Seriously? All right, a couple more thoughts on this when we come back for our last segment on this edition of The John and Leah Show. If you ever have trouble sleeping, do yourself a favor, folks, and listen up. It might just change your life. I know it had a big impact on mine. I'm talking about using MyPillow. You may have seen MyPillow's owner, Mike Lindell, on their TV commercials. Well, MyPillow is fit just for you, the kind of sleeper you are, on your back or your side or how big or small you are. I love MyPillow, and my wife and daughter use theirs as well. Obviously, a good night's sleep is a life changer. And now's your chance to take advantage of this special offer. Buy one MyPillow, and we'll give you one for your partner for free. Don't waste another night on bad sleep. Life's too short. Call 800-871-1827. That's 800-871-1827. Use the promo code JL for the John and Leah Show for your free pillow and start sleeping better right away. Call 800-871-1827 or go to MyPillow.com and be sure to use that promo code JL for two life-changing pillows made in America with a 10-year warranty, all for the price of one. That's MyPillow.com. This is the final segment of this edition of the John and Leah Show. Tomorrow morning, even though it's a holiday, I believe, although don't hold me to this, but I'm pretty sure that the podcast for this entire program will be available at our website, freespeechbroadcasting.com, via SoundCloud and iTunes. If you missed the first half hour of the show, you missed my daughter, Grace, four-year-old, almost four-year-old, about to about to turn four. Her birthday is this week. She joined us for the first two segments of the show. That was uh, probably worth tuning in for, uh, as is, of course, as always, the rest of the show as well. So check that out at freespeechbroadcasting.com. A couple of final thoughts, uh, Lee, on this issue on this Memorial Day of the definition of uh, courage and sacrifice 
being incredibly dumbed down in our very narcissistic, very spoiled culture. And I, I want to make something clear. I'm not trying to claim that I'm, uh, you know, some great shakes here. When it comes to physical courage, I am a wimp. Uh, I mean, I, I would, I, I would be <laughs> terrible. Ter- I would have been a terrible uh, soldier. I mean, I'm the kind of guy you want in your foxhole, but I mean, I don't know. I, I, I do not believe. You're a strategist. Yeah, I'm not, not. I'm more of an intellectual uh, courage person rather than, than uh, you know, physical. I don't like the idea intellectual of intellectual courage. Right. Yeah. I don't. I don't really like pain. I'm not a big pain fan. Physical pain. Um, but anyway, but my, but but you know what's so frustrating for me among many things in this topic, Leah, is that what I have found in my life because I have taken some fairly courageous stands that have hurt me dramatically economically and, and with regard to uh, you know social status and, yes. and economic status, all sorts of things. I, but here's the part that really bugs me: it's not just that no one follows. <laughs> Because I have often in my life and career felt like uh, Mel Gibson in Braveheart where, you know, the scene where they go down, they start the fight, they wave the flag, and the guys up on the hill turn around and walk away, you know, go the opposite direction. That's that's basically my career right there, you know, my life. You know, hey, wait, 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 where are you going? Hold on. (laughs) Um, So, you know, I I go out there and I put my, uh, you know, myself on the line and then uh, no one seems to follow up. But what really bugs me is – that because real courage, real sacrifice are so out of vogue, so many people, especially in the news media, they cannot comprehend it. So no. therefore, they automatically presume something else is going on, like I've got an angle or you know, I'm, somehow it's benefiting me financially, which is insane based upon most of the things I've done, or that, or that I'm just insane. Uh, you know, there's only there's got to be another explanation. It can't be a principled stand where he knows he's right. It's got to be a situation where he's got an angle, or he's doing this for publicity or money, or he's just insane. There, there has right. to be an explanation because, because, because to them, they can't possibly comprehend how or why anyone would risk sacrificing or losing anything for a cause bigger than themselves. That's the way most people, especially those in power in this day and age, view things. Am I right about that? Yes, definitely. Uh, However, I do believe that in the Penn State case, it's because there's practically no one who understands why you're doing it. Well, everyone always presumes I've got an angle. Which is which is hilarious. No, but but it, it would. This is not. This is not. I'm trying to save the country from being taken over by something else. It, it you know. So anyway, I, I think it is, it's the subject matter as well. I understand. I get that the subject matter makes people's heads explode, and they don't want to look at it rationally. Um, although you know, actor Jay Moore. I, I mentioned this a couple of weeks ago. I did a two and a half hour podcast with Hollywood actor Jay Moore, which you can check out uh, at our website, FramingPaterno.com, which I think uh, opened up a lot of minds, because when, when you have enough time and uh, to get into the details, people realize that I'm right. And I know I'm right about I know I'm right about that, and I know I'm the only person in a situation to potentially fight against what I perceive, not just perceive, I know, was a massive injustice which destroyed numerous lives and where the bad guys ended up winning. And 
I didn't ask for that fight. I didn't want that fight, but I had to make a decision. I had to make a decision. Okay, I'm literally the only person on the planet that can do anything about this. Do I let it go or do I fight and, and accept the consequences? And I, frank, frankly, I made a bad choice. I made a bad choice, uh, not because I was wrong. And then you're in too deep. No, I, I made a bad choice, not because I'm, I was wrong. In fact, I'm, I've been vindicated in every possible way. I'm 100% right. And in a rational world, it, it would make my career, it would make this show. It would, you know, it would, I'd be It's able, never going to. I understand that, Leah. Yeah. I'm, I'm well aware of that. I, I, I prefaced it by saying a rational world. Um, but on the other hand, even though this was has been a horrendous thing on my life and all every aspect of it, had I not done it, I wouldn't be, I, I would have gone insane yeah. Um, because and I wouldn't have been able to sleep at night. I would not have been able to sleep at night because I would have been racked with the guilt, guilt the guilt of <laughs> knowing I'm the only guy that could have done anything here. And yeah. and frankly, you know what? I mean, in a rational world, I was the best person to do this. I was I was uniquely qualified to fight this fight. It's just that it was an unwinnable fight. Um, well, and, and I, I, I'm serious. I can't wait till this is over because I'm going to put you on to something else because you are relentless. Well, if there's one thing you are, it's relentless. Well, that's <laughs> for better, for worse. That's true. Um, you know, I mentioned my mother at the beginning of this conversation. Uh, I have no idea if this is accurate or not, or maybe it's exaggerated, but she used to tell me that as a child, they used to play this game. This sounds like a sick game where um, I guess when I was a toddler learning to walk, uh, I would walk up to a, an adult in a chair and then they would throw me away and bang me up against the wall. And then I would keep they wanted to see how many times I would keep coming back. And oh, good. Uh, and supposed, <laughs> supposedly, I'm sure this is way. That's where it comes from. Supposedly, I, they could never find a point where I would stop. So, so, so they just had to give up on that sick, very, very strange game. You right. are relentless. I mean, seriously, that's your middle name. Yeah, well, for it's not for the better. But anyway, the point is, thank you, you know, to all, you know, it's, 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 you can't say enough about those who have sacrificed, real sacrifice, not yes. fake. Well, I consider my sacrifices to be fake in comparison to those who gave their lives for this country, and we honor them on Memorial Day, and uh, we, we couldn't, we couldn't thank them enough. That's not enough, unfortunately, um, but that's the world we live in now. Uh, Leah, as always, thanks so much for your time. And, Thank you. Um, Enjoyed it. And we'll see you next week. Uh, podcasts uh, tomorrow on Memorial Day at freespeechbroadcasting.com. Until next Sunday, I'm John Ziegler. Thanks for listening. This is the Free Speech Broadcasting Network. Mm-hmm.